All right, Steve, here we are. Week 13. Week 13. Steve's a little grouchy this evening. We're trying to get him in the spirit of the podcast. It's late. Didn't think the kids were ever going to go to bed. Speaking of, I meant to make a note before we came up here. <laughs> Move Ernie the elf? Yes. Is that what it is? <laughs> we're not off to the strongest start here. Uh, two out of three ain't bad. He's only spent the two days in a row in the same place once so far. Yeah. Well, but but I, we just put him on it out in the, what, the first? Yeah, I, uh, I got... Today's the fourth. I got to move this morning just in the nick of time. <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, week 13, first game on the card is Detroit at Chicago. Um, Chicago is favored by three, and that line has not changed a bit. Um, now I am going to take the, um, we just fired Nothing about the strong picks last week. I mean, we're like pretty much three out of the last four podcasts have been like 75% winners at least. Uh, well, I, I have to admit that I failed to go back and listen to last week's podcast. I didn't write it down. I listened, so but I didn't write. I write cannot give you exact numbers. There's a lot of winners. Now I do remember my picks from last week, but. Um, I will tell you that you were better than I was because I did have a few misses on Oakland. Um, the Giants did not cover, which did we? Do I owe you 20? I might owe you, you 20, owe me bucks. 20 bucks on that. I was Is all over the, the Bengals because we went on the three game rant where the wrong team. Well, the team that's favored is favored by too many points. Cleveland was one of them. They had uh, Jacksonville. Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. So um, we were on the right the side Jive of all Turkey those. was the Giants. They were playing the Bengals. Uh, we were we had Tennessee, right? Um, Tennessee. We were both all over Tennessee. And um, I would like to point out that I was on the um, 49ers over the Rams. I like the Rams. Um, and we both had the um, Buccaneers. Yeah. There was three and a half, right? We said it was the hook was too much. They lost. They came back and lost by three. So that's another winner. So pretty good overall. I had Philly until I found out Lane Johnson was out, and then I had a tantrum and switched it to Seattle. But and, and that it, was a uh, a yeah. bad beat, I guess. If Let's, you yeah, if you had Seattle, it was a bad beat. Um, all right. So now that we've covered that, let's move on to right, Detroit-Chicago. So this is my feeling on the game. This is really the only thing I'm looking at is that we've seen a couple of examples of coaches getting fired, and then the team comes back the next week, and it's like they're liberated and they play well, and. We've seen it in Atlanta, right? Um, we saw it in Houston. You continue to see it in Houston as if the dictator's gone and now everybody's playing with a bunch of uh, freedom, per se. But point here is Matt Patricia just got fired after the Thanksgiving him. debacle. He is a uh, temperamental personality like a Belichick. He comes from that tree. And I think that once they leave him, Daryl Bevel... He was a long-term offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings and also with Seattle through Russell Wilson's uh, come, rise to acclaim. So he's been 
at Detroit as the offense coordinator, I think since 2017 or 2018. Anyway, the, the team likes him. It's a similar situation to Houston. Actually, it's very similar because Bill O'Brien was from the Belichick coaching tree as well. So that authoritative personality has gone. The loose coach, get them playing well. Take the points to bad teams. No Nick Foles. I like De- As much as I don't like Detroit, I like Detroit here in this spot. Uh, now Detroit will be without Galladay again. Um, the running back, DeAndre Swift, is questionable. Allen Robinson left practice with a knee injury today. Um, but I will note that the Bears have won the last four games, including a matchup in week one of this season. But I'm with you, Steve. They hate it, Matt Patricia. Um, they're glad to see him go on. They're going to show up for this game. And uh, it's not like the Bears have looked great the last few weeks. So we'll take the Mitchell points. Trubisky. And we'll go with Detroit. Um, next game on the card is Cincinnati at Miami. Um, this is Miami is favored by 10 and a half. And I don't know if we know for sure who the quarterback's going to be. Uh, Tua is questionable. So it's the same injury as, la- as last week that calls them the miss. Yeah. The Jets game, Fitzpatrick. Seems so, like a lot of people are suggesting it'll be Fitzpatrick, but I'm not sure that it's uh, a lock. I definitely like it better if it's Fitzpatrick. Um, but that's a big line. So that reminds me a huge play on uh, Miami last week. If Fitz was the quarterback is what we talked about. I that think it's a similar situation where Cincinnati's coming into Miami. I don't know that it really matters who the quarterback is in deciding who to take in this game, but I love it a lot more if Fitz is the quarterback. And especially after he just kind of got the rust off the first half last week against New York since sitting out a couple weeks. Tua has not practiced, so he's gotten all the first team reps. I like Miami here. I think at 10 and a half and 11 points in some places, it's a high number. I'm not in love with that. And, you know, Cincinnati was in a similar situation at home last week, getting points where we thought it was too much. Here, I'm leaning towards Miami. I think the defense is strong enough they can get them. Allen into a couple turnovers, uh, put some points up on the board that way. So even if two is the quarterback and is not moving the offenses, you know, fluidly as Fitz does, I think, uh, you know, 17 points, somewhere around there. I, I like Miami. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I could take them at 10 and a half. Yeah, I'm not in love with it because it's a lot of points. It's almost like, like they're, how high can we put this to, to see if people keep taking Miami? Um, I feel like this is a good week for a teaser because I feel like there's a lot of these games that I say that's a lot of points. The Delaware Park teaser card. Um, so, all right, moving on to the next game. Next game is Indianapolis at Houston. Now, Houston has uh, Will Fuller suspended essentially for the rest of the season for performance enhancing um, drugs. You call them drugs? Steroids is what I call them. Um, and they also cut Kenny Stills, um, prior to that. So, um, they're down to Brandon Cooks and Kiki Cutie. Say that again. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kiki. So I guess, um, maybe the, uh, tight ends will come into play a little more. Um, so Indy lost last week, um, in a big game to the Titans. So they're now in second place in the division. So they definitely could use the win here. Um, is this a division matchup? It is. Okay. They haven't played yet this year. 
says uh, there's a lot of teams in the division that are coming up on their first game this week. They play them twice in the last month. So it's schedule makers a little strange that way. Um, but this is one of those where they, they have not matched up yet, but they're going to play each other twice. So I think I like Indy. I don't know if I like them by three and a half or three. It could be a close game. Uh, what are your thoughts? This is a tough one for me because I really like Houston. I've liked them all year, even though they're not really that good. Um, but for me, I'm going to stick with Indy here. Uh, we had them. We were, I think I feel like we have a good grasp on Indy. We knew we were going to lose last week. We both had Tennessee pretty strong. Um, and some of that had to do with DeForest Buckner not being there. He's stabilized that defensive line and is really the focal point of what keeps that defense together and playing well. DeForest Buckner is back this week. He's off the COVID list as of today. Um, they're also going to get Jonathan Taylor back, who was missing last week because he was also uh, COVID impacted. He came off the list earlier this week. So really, I'm looking at uh, Indy to get back on the horse here. We talked a couple of weeks ago on the podcast how we thought Indy and Tennessee, we knew they had a matchup coming up, but that they were going to trade blows and really uh, both rip off some wins towards the end of the season. I think we uh, are starting to get into that place where we're going to go heavy Indy, heavy Tennessee. At least I know I am. And I think here, even though Houston scares me a little bit, it's a huge impact that Will Fuller's not there. You know, your Brandon Cooks is like a rag doll. He'll get hurt at some point. So when he goes, who do they have to throw the ball to? Absolutely nobody. So at any point, that guy could go down. I think you stick with Indy here, get him back on the horse. I'm not in love with the way Phillip Rivers is playing. But even at three points, I think this might be a statement game for Indy. Uh, a little get-right game. All right. You like Indy? Uh, like I said, I like them, but no, I could see it being a close game. I definitely well, don't like it at three and a half with the hook on there, but I would consider three. But again, a good game, a good game for a teaser. All right. Next game is Jacksonville at Minnesota. Um, so opened at minus nine in favor of Minnesota. It's now at minus 10. The over under has gone up a couple points. Um, Jacksonville will have Mike Glennon. Um, and I think, I just think it's a lot of points again. So I'm going to probably take the same approach I took last week. Take the points. Yeah. I mean, neither team has a great defense. Um, neither team gets a lot of pressure on the quarterback, so I could see it. Um, you know, I could see both teams putting up some points. So that's just a lot of points. And I'm not sure if we know what's up with Dalvin cook. Cause uh, he, he did not have the monster game that, um, Expected last week in Carolina, he uh, had a fumble and then he left the game for a while. And uh, there was some talk about kind of lightening his load um, for the rest of the season. And uh, I guess this is probably. Why would you say that if you're trying to fight to get into playoffs unless they're already taking themselves out? What are they, five and six? Um, yeah, five and six. Well, I mean, I guess hoping you make it and having them when you do. I don't know. Um, well, you have no. Uh, is. Thielen back? Thielen is back. Okay, so that's big for them. So that's um, a big difference maker because now you you have him and Justin Jefferson. I'll tell you, for me, I, I'm not really crazy about this game at all. I don't like a lot of the points here. I Minnesota's kind of Jekyll and Hyde team. Um, I can see Jacksonville keeping this close. 
Well, I could also see it being 44-3 Minnesota. So, I mean, I really don't have a pick here. And typically, I'm not I'm not scared. I have not been scared to take Jacksonville, even though they only have one win this season. They're 1-10, um, taking the points with them. It's not – I'm just – I don't feel that strong on this game. Okay. Um. So, next game up is Las Vegas at the New York Jets. And I don't know what to do with this game. Because Las Vegas is the team that you just can't predict. I mean, they put up a fight. They beat the Chiefs. They put up a fight against the Chiefs. And then they go down to Atlanta and they just hand them the ball over and over and over again. Um, so I don't know what to do, what they're going to do at the Jets. Um, it could be a similar game to last week. Um, they're traveling again um, to the East Coast for a one o'clock game. And I mean, it could go either way. They could show up this week because they didn't show up last week or they could not show up again this week. So I think they probably win, but eight and a half points is a lot of points. Um, Your thoughts? I think anything under 10, you bet Vegas and you feel confident about it. The Jets suck, right? This is what I'm looking at Vegas. I'm saying that they, they played Kansas City two weeks ago, right? They had beaten them, talked a lot of trash, circled their stadium the first time they beat them. So they come back and they lose to Kansas City. They're very disappointed in that game, and the letdown game comes after that. They kind of checked out. So that was last week against Atlanta. I feel like this is the get-right game. They come back, get their shit together, they roll. Well, let me ask you this, because aren't you of the mindset that the Jets have to win a game somewhere? Yeah, it's not here. Well, if you look at the rest of their schedule, I don't know where it is. I guess that's part of what worries me so that's interesting um you want to take a look at that a little bit or do you want to move on no go ahead because I, I can't remember off the top of my head what the games were I, i'm kind of interested in that now so they have vegas then they're going on the road to seattle and then the rams not gonna win that game oh there's your baby yeah second to last week of the season they host the cleveland browns now what if the Cleveland Browns, who have they're an eight and three, I think, so they're definitely that's one, two, three games away. So even if they go eight and six, let's say they lose their next three games, they're probably going to be in a playoff mode. So you're talking about pressure for Cleveland, trying to get in the playoffs. Baker Mayfield, that's your Jets win for me. Just looking at it right now. Then they got New England to end the season. They're not beating New England. You never know, though. That's at New England. Now they're not going up to New England. It's Cleveland. So I'm taking Vegas. Vegas this week. All right. I mean, they're clearly the better team, but I just don't know if you could trust them. I like your – I love the way you think, though. I love the way you uh, brought that up because that's definitely, like, my mindset. Did you turn that off? Something's talking. Uh, Maybe it's my computer. Somebody was talking over under. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Raiders, get right. All right. I'll go with you. Uh, So next game up is New Orleans at Atlanta. This opened at minus three and a half in favor of New Orleans. It's minus three in most spots now. And we just saw this matchup a couple weeks ago um, in New Orleans. It was the first start uh, for Taysom Hill. And uh, the Saints defense really smothered the Falcons in that game. Um, They had a couple field goals. Um, 
Julio Jones is questionable. He was DNP, uh, did not participate in practice today. Um, so it's trending towards he's not going to play. Uh, I believe he did play the last game, um, but I'm not positive about that. I don't think he did. So, in, yeah, when well, they played the last time? Uh, the last game they played, I think, the last Between week. Between the Saints. Oh, he didn't play last week, yeah. Um, so I, I kind of think did play. it's going to be a similar script, I think, as long as the Saints defense shows up, um, the we, Saints should should take it. We took the Falcons that that week. I, was, I did not take the Falcons. I did. I like the Falcons. I can tell you that. I don't like this game. I don't know what the hell to think of these All guys. Right, so he I did mean, play that game, but he had two targets, two receptions. So I think that was I the game he was where injured. he left. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing that I'll that first think about, because this has been bothering me. I mean, we last year you had Teddy Bridgewater. This year you got Tyson, Tyson Hill. It's Taysom. Taysom. The $10 million backup. Right. And they don't lose with these guys. I mean, they haven't lost well, it's yet. it's coaching and it's defense. I mean, the defense stepped up in the, those games last year. They stepped up in the, well, I mean, last week's game. I don't know you had to do much, but. Um, and Bridgewater was 5-0 and last year as the backup quarterback for New Orleans. Taysom's now, what, 3-0? and uh, Well, has he played that many games? This game was. I think so. They had Chicago. They had last week. Week 11. 11-12. Oh, it's just 11, 11 and 12? 12. 12. All right. So. So, I mean, he really has one win. Can you count last week? I mean, the, the freaking team didn't have a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get burned again, but I'm almost looking at this like home dog, right? Atlanta's a home dog. They're getting three points. Um, These divisions, we you know, the division rivals, like the decent rivalry matchups are usually split during the year. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't, I'm not going against New Orleans and, you know, they just that burned me too many times going against them. It's like, I can't figure them out. So if I was taking it, I, my mind's like kind of saying Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta because of all those weapons. But I think you got to go New Orleans. You're right. They're just kind of in the groove. But um, I want to take Atlanta so bad here. I'm, it's not a pick for me. So they did split last year when they played. I like too many other games to fool around here, personally. What, right. do you, what do you have a pick now? I got to take the Saints there. All right. All right. Next game up is Cleveland at Tennessee. Um, this opened Tennessee minus three and a half. It's now up to minus five and a half. Can I just say I'm disappointed that Jameis Winston's not playing? Like, I just like watching that guy. Because whatever you're going to get, you're either going to get like home runs and deep passes or laughable interceptions. But what does that say that, um, well, I guess I shouldn't even ask that question because Sean Payton obviously loves Taysom Hill. Um, but, I mean, he had more faith in Taysom Hill than he did in Jameis Winston. I don't know why they signed Jameis Winston in that well, case because no, there's it's, certainly it's, other teams it's, it's out there that insurance. could use him. Well, you only signed him for $1 million, right? So it's like, hey, we got a, we got another quarterback, right, just in case. I mean – You've said that but in the past. Like, I don't know why they would sign him and not start him. Like in the beginning when they were they were talking Taysom Hill and we had we went on and on about how he's making ten million dollars, right. right? But that's because according to Sean Payton, that's his guy. Like when Drew Brees is done, yeah. it's gonna be Taysom Hill. Well, you gotta think about what future plans are, right? So if you're yeah. Sean exactly. Payton exactly. though, and that's your plan, then you don't need Jameis Winston. No, you need him because you need a third quarterback, and his philosophy is you need a third quarterback. And because Taysom's in that flex role where 
you know, he's going to be taking some hits and getting action while Drew Brees is playing. Plus, Drew Brees is like 58 years old. <laughs> you know, it makes perfect sense. You need a third guy in there. It could have been, it could have been anybody. But I do think to an extent, it Andy Dalton. it speaks to the fact that Sean Payton didn't have faith that Jameis could play his offense. Oh, no. That I'm he saying, was going to. As a coach and looking for your future, you play Taysom Hill. I personally, Steve, the fan, want to watch Jameis oh, yeah. Winston. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm hooked on that guy. I, let's, I just, he's entertaining. Anyway, let's well, get off that Well, he's great for fantasy. At least he was. All right, Cleveland, Tennessee. Cleveland's coming into Tennessee. Um, they are a three-and-a-half-point dog to open. It's been bet up to five-and-a-half already. So the Tennessee line's going up. It's probably going to keep going. I, I just don't like Cleveland. I'm worried a little bit about a letdown. You know, could it be a three-point Tennessee win and the line's too high? Um, that's a possibility, but... Because um, I don't like Tennessee in a big favorite role. They're a good underdog. They're a good small favorite, right? They're, you start getting up to a touchdown if this thing gets sped up. But Cleveland's one of my all-time I hate them teams. Well, so. th- something I do worry about, um, John O. Smith has already been ruled out. Um, A.J. Brown was DNP at practice. So I feel like if both of those guys are out, that, that works against them. <clears throat> Definitely. Because Why that is really A.J. Leaves- Brown? Is he injured or is it like a COVID thing? Um, Are you sure? I'm, I'm sorry, not sure. I'm on the spot, but um, that's big news because that's their tight tight end, right? And their best wide receiver. You saw him go off yesterday, last year or last week. AJ Brown. He was he's and I kind of feel like, like it was touchdowns. something at practice, maybe. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm not 100 percent on that. So obviously, I mean, that leaves like Corey Davis and you know a couple of slot guys. Um. And Ferkser and whoever that other guy was last week, they were throwing the ball to the tight end. So, but I mean, I think that collapses the the field onto Derrick Henry. Because, I mean, both these teams want to run the ball. I think both teams can run the ball on the opposing team. Um, but it might make it more difficult for Tennessee if all those guys are out. Yeah, well, I'm going to go with Tennessee regardless because they're, uh, you know, them and Indy, you're going to be fighting it out down to the wire. I'm so. going to go Tennessee, regardless if those guys play or not. Because Derrick Henry's still playing, right? Yeah. That's all that matters. So, all right. Uh, next game is the New York Giants at Seattle. Now, last week, Daniel Jones got injured. So we have Colt McCoy. Um, he's doubtful this week, uh, Jones. So most likely Colt McCoy will be getting the start. Um Line opened at uh, seven and a half points in favor of Seattle. It's up to eleven. Uh, that's a lot of points, but the return of the five suspension man, Josh Gordon, uh, who was signed by Seattle in the beginning of the season yeah, for one million dollars, has been reinstated by the NFL. That's like the story of every year. And I, you know, I was like, had like FOMO when it came to Josh Gordon. Like I was not going to miss that monster game. I watched highlight tape on him and I was like, this guy's a beast. It's going to happen. He's going to have the 200 yard, two touchdown game. And this girl ain't missing it. I put him in so many lineups. I've had him in my season long leagues. Josh Gordon. I officially gave up last year. So I so we're in a fantasy league. So play him this week because he'll go off. We're in a mixed league, uh, men and women. 
some couples, some just friends, but uh, we're in a league together and I picked up Josh Gordon in that league just because I thought you were going to pick him up because no, he's your I'm, guy. I'm and done. I just wanted I'm to done. be like, I, I'm done I got with him. Josh Gordon. And I don't even think Seattle doesn't even need him at this point now that they have Metcalf. So, well, what's his deal? I don't even know. Has he been practicing leading up to this? Is this step one uh, for him to get right for next week? You know, well, I'm I don't even sure. know. Is he eligible to play this week because of the COVID stuff? Might not be till next week. Well, I will tell but you. But regardless, this. he's irrelevant. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a shame, but I think you got to say he's irrelevant for the for this game. Right, even if he plays, but yeah, I'm suck. just dreaming of a DJ Metcalf, right? Tyler Lockett and Josh Gordon, if he's if he plays well, because we know what Josh Gordon can do. But he did it all that a long time ago. So anyway, we'll move on from Josh Gordon because I don't think I agree. It doesn't really impact this game. Do you have a take on this game? A pick on this game? Do you think 11 points is too many? No, not with Colt McCoy. Was Colt like, McCoy an eagle? No, or no, he was a redskin. Okay, I'm sorry. He was a Washington football team. Oh, you did it! I don't think we've done that at all. I think it was the first time all year I called him the Redskins. Now I might have called the Raiders. I probably called the Raiders Oakland a couple times, but um, I always call the Chargers San Diego. I used to, but I think I've gotten there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe I would like it a ten, but again, it's a good. Good game for a teaser because I definitely think Seattle wins. Yeah, I would tease this, but I, it's not really a play for me. I mean, I don't, but I don't have a really, really strong see feel. the Giants putting up too many points, especially traveling across the country. But the just eleven scares me. Eleven points for an NFL game is a lot of points. Where the the domination is not as clear here. I mean, Seattle's definitely a better it's team. Not, it's not even so much I worry about the like Seattle scoring the points. I just worry about the like garbage time production coming back into the game type thing so you could be up 28 10 right and then boom go into a prevent defense and let him move the ball down the field mccoy (laughs) damn it colt all right yeah i'm just not touching it so next game is the los angeles rams um at arizona this open in favor of arizona minus one and it's shifted to minus three in favor of the rams and I don't really understand that line movement. Um, but this is a division game. They both lost last week. The Rams are at seven and four, Cardinals at six and five. So I don't know if this is like a reaction to Kyler Murray last week. I don't know. That's what it feels like to me. I think I've we've seen a lot of examples here where Because the Rams lost last week to San Fran. And they were a favorite. I remember how, like I've had so many times this season where I look at a game and I see the line change and it doesn't make sense to me. So what does that mean from a betting perspective? Well, like what side the does that The reason you to? why that's moving is because the money's coming on one side, right? So in this example, right. Arizona's a one opens as a one point favorite. It's now flipped to the Rams favorite by three. So so money's coming in on the Rams. The only other thing that right would be an injury. I don't see an injury here. So, so to me, when I try to think, let's say if you can analyze it and say, was there an injury or a change to the event? Or is it just the public betting one side? Well, I mean, I guess it could be concern about Kyler Murray and his shoulder. Yeah, that could be the concern. But so but let's let's eliminate one of those two. Which is it? Is it an injury weather kind of thing or is it 
really the public's, you know, they could be betting it up because of the shoulder, but there's not a dramatic impact. Like, not like he's missing. He's going to play in this game. So in other words, my point is the line shift, what I'm equating it to is really kind of what you alluded to. What happened immediately last week? It's not really impactful of like what the team is or what they've done during the year. It's like a quick rush to, well, they just lost to the Patriots. So let's well, all go on the Rams. Maybe that's what it is because Patriots suck and they lost to them. I don't know. And maybe they're thinking the Rams are going to bounce back. They're not going to lose two in a row. In my, in my opinion here, I like Arizona. I don't like the well, line change. I'm going to take them three points at home. Um, I think the Rams are, I know they just lost to San Francisco, but I think they're going to lose again here. And with Arizona coming off that tough loss last week against New England on the road, I think they come back and they, this is like one of those maybe tight games, Arizona, you know, who are they really going to blow out? But the, you know, they find a way to pull it out in the end and win the game. I'll take the three points as well. Yeah, so I mean that worked, I guess, too, because I would be on Arizona regardless. So that works to our advantage there. Yeah, take it. We got we got a natural tease. Let's move four points. All right, Arizona. Right. Yep. All right. Next game is Philadelphia at Green Bay, and I'm going to say the same thing I said last week when we talked about the Eagles game. Um, Aaron Rodgers leads the league in touchdowns and Carson Wentz leads the league in interceptions. And that is true because Aaron Rodgers threw more touchdowns last week to overtake Russell Wilson. Just for the record. Yeah. So you're selling a broken record. Just trying to rub this damn Wentz struggling thing in. I know. I was like, oh, I wonder if. <laughs> and sure enough. So, okay. Um, honestly, I probably think this line should be higher. So <laughs> I'm taking Green Bay and I don't know if there's much else to say. All right, I'm not going to say a lot here. Oh, and remember, because Lane Johnson is out for the season. Here's my problem. I look at this game, and I think everybody's going to look at this game and say Green Bay's going to smoke them, just like you did. I'm an Eagles fan. I don't see how they win this damn game. But I'm going to tell you something. There's something about Green Bay. When they go to Green Bay, like last year, like week three, Green Bay was undefeated, firing on all cylinders, and Wentz took him up there and won the game. Wentz took him up there. Wentz ain't taking him nowhere this year. I'm not going to sit here and pound my chest on Wentz. They have struggled. This line could, it started at six and a half. And I think that's, that's the right line inside a touchdown. We're now at eight and a half, nine and a half in one place I see. We could be up to 10 by a kickoff. I think there's... Anything over seven is too much here. I'm going to, I'm taking Eagles. Okay. Interesting. I'm not taking it like I love it, but it's just too many points. That's a lot of points. I mean, they could backdoor cover like they did last week, but. Um, I'll tell you something. We're going to find out a lot about the Eagles this week. Everybody's fighting for their job. I, like I said last week or the week before, like I've been waiting for that game where they finally like, and it just hasn't happened. And I don't think it's going to, and right. I don't think this is a good week for it. All right, so I'm going to paint a little bit more of a picture here. There is a path to victory for Philadelphia and well, it's the, through the running back. Miles right. Sanders. But, but I just don't trust that Doug is going to do it and call plays that are going to, I almost want Deuce Daly to take over because Deuce is a running back. You know, Deuce is going to run the ball 
Well, I saw something on He's the He's got to get in Doug's face and make him run the ball. I saw something on the news, like, will Doug Peterson give up play calling duties? So if he does. Who's he going to give it to? Well, if he does, who does they, who do they go to? I don't know. I mean, because Deuce has never called plays. Oh. So, I mean, I guess that's the, the point is you can run all over Green Bay. So if they were going to take that approach, that would be their path to victory. But I think the problem for me in that scenario is what happens when Aaron Rodgers goes out and on his first two drives, he throws two touchdowns and you guys don't put up any points. Then you, you know, you're going to abandon that game plan regardless. Let's be clear, the only other person that's going to call plays is the offense coordinator, but I don't think that he has any experience calling plays either. So Doug's not going to give up the play calls. And from what I'm hearing, it doesn't really matter who's calling the plays because uh, coach-wise, because it sounds like Carson's making a lot of the calls himself. So anyway, I'm, right. I'm going to begrudgingly take Philly. Okay. And a great game for the teaser. Because, I mean, do you really think, do you think that um, Philly wins the game? Or do you just think that that's a lot of points? No comment. Okay. All right. So the next game up, and this is probably the most interesting game to me, is New England going to L.A. to play the Chargers. So I think that the Chargers are, they have more talent on their roster. They have the better quarterback. They have better wide receivers. Um, but it is a definite mismatch when it comes to coaching mm -hmm. and Bill Belichick also has, um, a pretty stellar record against rookie quarterbacks. Um, the Patriots have not lost a game to a rookie quarterback in the last seven seasons. And overall his record is 20 to five. So it's hard for me because I think clearly the better team is the Chargers, but I think that when it comes down to it, I mean, and I just, I can't see Anthony Lynn versus Bill Belichick. It's just a total mismatch there. So um, I don't think that the Patriots look great, but I think that Bill Belichick will have a plan and I hope that they can pull it out. So I'm taking the Patriots. Beautiful. I think you just talked me into the Patriots. So, That's I mean, great. I don't necessarily feel good about it, but. Uh, I like the angle of uh, Belichick here against the young quarterback who's unproven. It's going to cause confusion. Yeah. And uh, he'll probably put uh, Gilmore on uh, Keenan Allen, who's been the kind of number one target there, probably the best receiver in the group. Um, so, and I just, I guess I don't see. Um, I guess what worries me maybe a little bit is if if they are able to, if the Chargers are able to go out and put some points on the board, I don't think that New England is the type of team that can catch up to them. So that kind of worries me. But again, good game for a teaser. Um, so next game up on the list is Denver traveling to Kansas City. Um, I assume that Denver will have a quarterback this week. Um, these teams played in week seven in Denver and Kansas city won <clears throat> 43 to 16. Um, the line opened at minus 13 and is minus 13 and a half. And it is a lot of points. Steve, your thoughts. It's a lot of points, but, um, I don't really have a strong feel on this game. Okay. I would take Kansas city just cause. You know, their quarterback situation, they're all coming off this COVID list. Um, 
Not a big, strong play, but Kansas City. Yeah. All right. I like Kansas City, too. Um, but that's a big number. So I mean, Judy's still... Add it to your teaser card. Yeah. I mean, Judy's still injured. You don't know if he's playing. Drew Locke is definitely playing. Okay. Um, and then, all right. So let's see. Next game is Buffalo traveling to San Francisco. Um, All right, so real quick, let's just talk about these next couple of games from a scheduling perspective. This is where it starts to get uh, the post-Sunday game. So we have the regular Monday night game. We're also going to have Pittsburgh and Washington play a Monday night game before this Buffalo-San Fran game, which is the regular 8-15 game. And then the next day, you're going to have they push Baltimore back, who's matched up against Dallas at 8.05. So those are the three games left. Wait a minute. Okay. Okay, so Buffalo-San Francisco. Let me take over here because I like this game a lot. It's a Monday night game. All right, the line opened up with Buffalo favorite is two and a half. Public's betting San Fran, and it's it's down or minus one. It's a pick them. There's a pick them in a couple places, minus one in a couple places. So it's trending definitely away from Buffalo and as San Fran is the favorite. I don't know if they're the upper one. Was the reaction to them winning against the Rams? Exactly. I was getting ready to say that. This is like we were just early talking. Like, what is going on with this line? It's changing. But that makes sense. Buffalo's a better team. Maybe you can argue this with San Francisco. If, like, Garoppolo's been the quarterback and he's showing, like, he's he's consistent and coming back. But this is Nate Mullins or Nick Mullins. Like, Nate, Nick, whatever the hell. Nick Mullins, you put a defense on him. Um, now, you know, they kind of, well, they did well last week Donald because they week. hit a lot of fast ones. Well, they hit a lot of good play calls. I think um, that's a, a coaching, you know? Yeah. Well, Buffalo's Buffalo's. They're, so now it's on tape. Buffalo's got a good defense. They have a good defensive uh, head coach. Yeah. Um, so I think, but I, to me, I mean, this just works to our advantage. If you're on Buffalo, you get. You like um, Buffalo then? Yeah. Yeah. I like Buffalo. So let me talk a little bit about some, yeah. Uh, some bad things about Buffalo on Monday night. Cause I don't know if you know how historically how piss poor they've been on Monday night. Well, what's historically though. <laughs> historically is since the inception of the Buffalo bills, they've well, been six means, and 23, but that means nothing. All right. I mean, that if you give me nothing. numbers on how Josh, about Josh they've Allen, lost their last nine Monday night football games, their last nine. Okay. But again, that means nothing. Cause how long, how long has McDermott been the coach and how long has Allen been the quarterback? That's all McDermott's I care been about there for a couple of years. Well, so they're historically bad, right? Plus you got to remember that Buffalo, the last time, so San Fran's not playing in San Fran, right? Because the liberals have shut the, the freaking state down and they're not allowing a football game to go on with no fans. So anyway, my point is they're going to Arizona, right? Where they're returning after they just got beat on a last second Hail Mary by the mm-hmm. Cardinals. So even though they're not playing the same team here, they're going to the same place. It's the same field. It's almost just as bad because mentally they're going to remember when they walk on that field. But this Buffalo team, in my opinion, is going to, it's like they can't wait to get back there to redeem themselves. I think even though these stats that I'm talking about, they're historically bad. I think an idiot would sit here and tell you these stats, like to your point, because it's historical, like Josh Allen hasn't always been the quarterback, you know, so you can't blame him for Jim Kelly's loss. Yeah, that doesn't mean shit. People that don't know what the hell they're talking about are going to sit here and give you these stats and say, go on San Fran because these guys don't win on Monday night. I'm telling you, it's going to be like the code breaker was being 
beat by that Hail Mary and they come back into that stadium and they're going to get pissed off and they're going to take it out on San Fran and Nick Mullins, who when they put pressure on, he's going to turn the ball over more than Carson Wentz. That's a lot. Hmm. I'm taking Buffalo. It's one of my strongest picks. I see them getting off the schneid here and breaking the Monday night jinx. Buffalo big. All right, Steve, I'll let you uh, carry the torch on this next one here. If you want to show off your shirt. All right, so I don't know if anybody has uh, realized, but I just want to prove that how we take this podcast differently. And even though we talk Homer stuff with the Eagles, and I hate everybody in the division, I'm going to show you that this is all about winners. This is all about picking winners, and that's the most important thing. We'll joke around and talk bad about the Giants and the Cowboys, but, you know, we're going to like them. We're going to take them. We're not just going to say don't take them because, you know, they're the Eagles' rivals. So I got the Washington football team shirt. I am on board three weeks ago. And I don't know if I talked about this on prior podcasts, but about three or four weeks ago, I put a bet in on them to win the division. Everybody was talking to giants. They're still talking to giants, right? The Eagles are there, but nobody, nobody cares about the Eagles. I'm showing my support vocally now for the Washington football team. And they don't even have a name and you're supporting them. Listen, I've had some conversations recently with some people that, it seems like the team name is really being embraced their lack thereof by the Redskins, by the Washington fans. And I wouldn't be surprised if they keep the team name, the Washington football team. It's kind of like got a, uh, you know, key and I were talking about, it. it's kind of got like a soccer team feel. Well, it's a shame. Well, it's a shame. The letters aren't different because it's W F T, but it could be W T F. Yeah, but everybody says WFT, but here's the thing. You say WFT and everybody immediately thinks WTF. So it all it all kind of plays in. I, I like Washington. and um, I just want to say something before you continue on this. This whole t-shirt thing all started because I bought the Tannehill Henry shirt. And now he has to up me. This is what, your third t-shirt? What? This is my second T-shirt. This in the Jive Turkey. Okay, I, I feel like there one. was one more before there was that. One more coming next week. <laughs> that came today. Mm. Was there another shirt? I feel like there was. We'll have to go back nah, and watch so. prior podcasts. No, I'm on board out. with the Washington Football Team, and the reason why I'm wearing this shirt is because this is the week that the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers take their first loss. I'm not even telling you to take the points. Stop doing that. You're messing up the audio. I'm telling you. Outright. Well, that's a bold statement, Steve, because I might be with you on take the Redskins in this matchup, but I don't think that they necessarily win the game. But money I think line. Take the line, take points. the money line. Bet it both. I it's like I like seven. I like seven. I'll take it. Alex Smith, lock for comeback player of the year. Unless Gronkowski catches two touchdowns each remaining game. To me, it's just Gronk and uh, Alex Smith. But how can you not love the story of Alex Smith? I mean, absolutely shattered his leg. It's a great story. He might not live, let alone walk again. Guy's back, quarterback in in the National Football League and winning football games, and he's only going to get better. Still can't throw the deep ball. But you got McLaren. You throw the ball five yards, you let him run the other 90. Well, I mean, I guess that, that would be what worries me is you can't really run on Pittsburgh. I think they need that run game to support the Alex Smith at quarterback thing. Um, so if it wasn't for the fact that Pittsburgh's played, Pittsburgh's been all turned around with this COVID thing. They're the ones that keep getting the short end of the stick on the 
COVID. Look, they did not. That offense did not look good against Baltimore. They, they could have put not. them on the road. They're playing on a Wednesday them. night. Now they're they got games. So this is my major point. They're all whack now, right? Well, they are. They have three. They played Wednesday. Now they're gonna come back and play Monday. They have three Very games. Short week. They have three games in eleven days, and the game next week is against the Bills. Yeah, and that's important for so seeding. this could be a perfect letdown spot for them. Um, Absolutely, you're going so, out of conference. I mean, I would love this if it was in Washington, but it is in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, listen, that defense—they're going to come in tired. There's a short week, and that Washington defensive line is no joke. They're going to put all kinds of pressure on on Big Ben. And I'm telling you, Pittsburgh's going to lose a game. I think this is going to be it. But I'm telling you, bet the hell out of it with the seven points. Hmm. Hail to the Washington football team. I'm going to take the points there. All right. So, and then. I'm this close to officially being off board the Eagles this year. Last game is going to be Tuesday. Is that right? Tuesday night, 8 o'clock. Tuesday at 8. Dallas coming to Baltimore. And so to me, this to me, as long as Lamar Jackson plays, is an easy you think pick. He, you think he would definitely play, right? I would believe COVID. so. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he had it or if we see it close contact. I'm not really sure because it started with um, the running backs, right? It's hard enough. It's very hard to keep tabs on everybody's COVID situation. Like, but yeah, there like, is it contact tracing? Did they have a positive test? Well, it's so weird because there hasn't been a lot of talk about it this week. But it was, I don't know. So anyway, um, you're going to have any. So he probably caught COVID. Like, is when they're not talking about these guys? No, no, I'm not. I'm saying this whole week, there's no talk of like other teams coming down with COVID. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, all right. So this game, we have Andy Dalton, prime time. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Um Against a team that can bring a lot of pressure. What do we talk about? That he sucks on primetime? Yeah. I was just making sure. <laughs> and whatever his record was then, you can add one more to the loss column because they did lose that game. So It's looked good, though. Yeah, but against who? You know? I mean, Baltimore is a team that blitzes a lot. They get a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and that's not going to be favorable to Dalton. Um, they've also... The Cowboys got run all over on uh, Thanksgiving. Um Three touchdowns from uh, Antonio. So his name Antonio Gibson. Yeah. So I think it's a that's a safe pick on uh, Baltimore, assuming they have Lamar and maybe one of their running backs at least. Well, we talked last week about the three teams and the playoff impact in the AFC. Right? It was Las Vegas, it was Miami, and the third team. Yeah, was Baltimore's Baltimore. got to be desperate at this point. So Miami won, and Oakland and Baltimore lost. So they need to keep pace with Miami, who. Probably has a win this week, right? Um, playing against Cincinnati, so I look both to both of these teams to to win, win pretty convincingly. Baltimore needs to step up. We'll see how high this line gets. Um, it's Friday night, so we're Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. We're four days away. That line could move serious. But do you think it will? Double digits. You, you probably have a lot of the public looking at. Um Dallas, um, well, Andy Dalton is back. They look anyway. better. So you're a good point. And Baltimore's look like crap. Well, you know what? This is this is my point to what you were just saying. You haven't heard a lot yet because the game's not till Tuesday. So I think as we get closer to the game and more information comes out about uh, Lamar, 
And if it all points to he's practicing well, he looks good in practice, doesn't seem to be an impact, I think that's when the line shoots up. Hmm. That's where it could shoot up. I could well, be like Sunday and Monday. Yeah, I think he's going to be fine. So they need the win. They need the win. They're six and five. Like we said, Oakland is six and five. They lost last week. Miami's one game ahead at seven and four. Um, so there's only one spot for one of those three teams. Yeah, gotta have it. All right. Any recap would you like to do? Any of your best plays? Stroll well, we know. I don't have to ask. Your shirt says it all. The Washington football team. I, I like Buffalo. I really like Buffalo. Watch out for Philly. It's too many points. Zona is a good spot against the Rams, Tennessee, and Indy. Now it'll probably be a trend for the rest of the season. Miami of Fitz plays like it big. Otherwise, it's too it's scary, but I think it's still a play. Um, Detroit, you got the revenge factor or the actual Matt Patricia firing and the team rallying around the offensive coordinator um, or, and, and term coach. Uh, kind of like Vegas is a get right game against the Jets. I know you, you thought it was too many points. Looking mm -hmm. down a list, I don't think I missed anything. All right. I'm with you on most of that. So that'll do it for us for week 13. Listen, we can't get every game right, but we're getting a lot of them right. Hopefully we have another good week here. So good luck, and everybody. We are going to have the exact numbers next week. Peace out.